Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today's episode is with Owen Oxley, the creative director of Full Reptile Collective and podcast host of Full Reptile Radio as well. Um, big fan of, of what they do over at Full Reptile and we'll talk all about that in this podcast as well, about the, the branding, the merchandise, um, UFC a bit as well and... Yeah, he's just genuinely open and honest guy, a really, really great guy to chat with. Um, Chris Bliss gets a good mention in this episode as well, Papa Blissmus, um, fantastic illustrator, been on the podcast before, uh, and we'll leave a link down to his um, podcast down in the description as well, uh, as well as all the ways you can have out the Creative Waffle podcast. But um, yeah, I really hope you enjoy this podcast, good, honest, open, flowing conversation, um, many, many good stories, and, and lots of swearing. So yeah, all the bonus, hope you enjoy the show, see you at the end. Yeah, it's recording. I guess welcome to the podcast. There you go. We don't have to say, are we recording? That's what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're in. We're just straight into it. Bang. Um, yeah, let's start off with who, who are you, what do you do, and how do you find design? Oh, man, that's going to make me feel like an idiot, isn't it? It's like a, a job interview the first time you <laughs> go, go around in a circle. Um, my name's Owen Oxley. I am the creative director for Full Reptile Collective, um, which basically is uh well it's a streetwear brand lifestyle brand um and the main figurehead of our company is uh, ufc fighter and commentator dan hardy dan the outlaw hardy um so basically i uh i run all the merch um pretty much if there's any sort of element of design or someone else other than us is going to see it then i'm involved um yeah, like my, my my one thing that, that Dan would always mention to me that always stuck out was my, my thing where I'll say to people, it will do, won't do. Like it, it has to be perfect. So if it, if it represents us, it's got to be a hundred percent. So even like we were just talking before we recorded things like pin badges, t-shirts, hats, apparel, like even coffee bags Like we make our own coffee. So we have to hand stamp them with a, uh, a rubber stamp um just loads and loads of different stuff i suppose it'll all come out in uh in the conversation but yeah oh, i'll put a link down in the description as well for the, for the shop and um other social media links as well but uh yeah so how did you find design like we'll go back to i don't know when whenever you back to the beginning yeah um i was thinking about this because my wife she's a big prepper she preps for a lot of stuff whereas as you can tell if you've ever seen the podcast before you know i don't i don't really prep for a lot of stuff um, my sister had a book. It was an activity book. I mean, I was born in what, 81. So she was 79. So like by the time she was about seven, she got this activity book, like a, just a booklet that was different things to do. And there's a page in it, design your own chocolate bar. And it was basically the most rough outline of a, of a chocolate bar wrapper. And she wouldn't let me use it. She wouldn't let me do it. She wouldn't let me, f- and I was desperate. And even if like, I could have just traced it, and done my own design. And so then we used to run little competitions at school, like design your own football kit and like just drawing all the time. I was always in art club. Uh, I used to play with a lot of uh, GI Joe figures, action figures. I used to like drawing them. And so basically it sort of, it's always been in the background because wherever I was working, I worked at Thornton's for a while and if I could, well, yeah, you say that it's, uh, (laughs) you soon get sick of it, but instead of me trying to work up the ladder to manager or to be doing something else, 
I was always the person trying to do like a, a wall display out of scraps. So that I'd have leftover pieces of cardboard and I'd make someone like a, a massive den in the corner of the factory just because I could. And so I've always been quite creative like that. Um, but then my, my, the, the time it changed was when I was introduced to a, the, the creative team at Egg. So Egg was the bank and there was three people working there. There was uh, Matt Whaley, Rich Page and Gemma Bradley. And basically they had their own little alcove, they had their own little corner and they had all like brand new Macs at the time. So it was the one where I think it was a G4, a G4 Mac. And obviously, I, I didn't know. Uh, is that the blue? Is that the one with like the color? Yeah, like, shitty plasticky. Yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. pull a clip and the side fell down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, with a magic mouse that was wired. And I basically, I used to go in there and sit with them. But I used to, I used to go in, I'd, I'd like, I'd give them films and music and stuff. So I'd go in and I'd sort of bribe my way in. And I got to know these three guys. And to be fair, they've been, they were, they were the most supportive of, of me at the time because I was really not an annoyance, but I wanted to learn. I wanted to be able to design stuff and draw stuff. And so I, I got a, a dodgy copy of Fireworks installed on my work PC. Um, I can't remember the reason I told them I needed it, but I, I fell in love with Fireworks because uh, all I had before that was paint yeah, and power. Paint. Good old days of paint and PowerPoint. Dude, <laughs> honestly, the, the amount of hours I've spent animating just stupid shit, but you know what it's like with paint because there's no layers. Yeah. Once yeah, you've drawn it, it's, it's there. So, I mean, that, that, was, um, that was my first, I suppose, going back, that was my first introduction was paint and PowerPoint. And I worked with a guy called David in my team, David Eames. Uh, he's still one of my closest friends now to date. And he basically he forced me to learn uh, what nodes are. You know, the pen tool? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he made me sit there and draw. It would make me sit and draw shapes, sit and do stuff. Just because, because I showed him what I could do on paint, he was like, all right, well, you need this program. And he downloaded uh, Fireworks or something like that. And so he was sat doing all his stuff. And then he would set me challenges. So that was, uh, it was partly him and then the three, uh, three people in the design agency that would let me sit with them. And I would literally sit with them and I'd be like, how do I make it so it's a symmetrical curve, like an S, so I can have one side blue and one side pink. And they're like, well, you do this. And they'd show me, but they would also tell me how bad everything was. So they, they, it would never be a case that I'd go up to them like a kid wanting to put my picture on the fridge and be like, look what I've made. And they'd go, that's shit. Don't don't bring that back again. You can you're better than that. Make it better. And I'd be like, okay. So it was um yeah, it was them guys. Them guys that really nice. right helped me out more than anything. What sort of age was that? Oh shit, what, what was that? Like, <laughs> four kids. So what's Moo now? I'll be thirty nine tomorrow. She's she's nearly twelve. A bit early twenties, I suppose. So did and, you did you want to like do design for out of school or anything? Oh yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just failed everything. I, I went to I went to college, and the whole time I was at school, I did um, design, design technology, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. our school was a lot more. You had to be seen. It's very. It was very like poncy. It was. It was quite a stuck up area, truth be told. And so the arts weren't really recognised at all. Like if you weren't academic, so I, I used to do a lot of acting. 
I was always in the school plays. I've done a couple of films. Uh, just different stuff. I was always into that sort of stuff where I could, I could represent myself and use myself without having to write it down. I, I hate writing now, even when I'm building people's websites. I'll yeah, say yeah. to them, listen, I don't see text. <laughs> if you, send, you need to send me your text and I will copy that in. It will be exactly as you've written it. I will make it look absolutely fucking stunning. <laughs> However, I will not read it and I will not know what it means. So that's on you. And that's all. That's how I've always been. I, I just don't see. I don't see text. I see shapes. Nice. So that was sort of what um, then. Like I was, I was pretty naughty at school. I, I rebelled quite a bit. I was, uh, I was probably probably not the best student anyway. But because I I didn't get my GCSEs, I wasn't allowed into the um, the proper graphic design program. Ah, oh, that's so straight when they do that. So they had all the big art boards with the big rulers. They had like all the graphic pens, you know, the ones where you have to fill them up with the ink, scalpel, all that cool shit. I had all the gear. I had everything. My dad had got me a, an art board, everything. And I, uh, I, I got inducted into, um, inducted? I, I joined uh, Basic Art and Design at Mackworth College in Derby. And it was a one-year course that took me two years because I was being a fucking idiot, being a bit of a toe rag. Um, basically, to be, if, if, I, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have met my wife. So my wife, basically, I met her the second year I was there. So oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. It's 21, 21 years later. So yeah, that, nice. it's, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. So that, that basically, I, I, I tried to do graphic design at college, but I didn't get in. And the teacher was a proper dickhead. <laughs> An absolute, he, yeah, he used to strut around thinking he was Johnny Big Dick and he wasn't. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't particularly like him. I thought it was a bit of a tale. So <laughs> there's, a, there's an interesting thing with um, some some graphic design teachers and their work and how how good they actually are. Like uh, it's not all the time. A lot of graphic design teachers are great, but like the ones that I've had at college and, and school, and it's a bit questionable. Like <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot with people. Like you, you you can connect with people. Like even if even if you're not into the same sort of stuff there's a certain like i see people now and they remind me a bit of me and it's like there's there's people that I, i've always had to hustle i've hustled a deal so when i was working at egg it wasn't my only job i was fixing people's computers i was making websites i was selling phones i was if you told me you'd got an upgrade on your phone and you were showing me your new iphone 3 or whatever my first question would be like what have you done with your old one because i know somebody wants to buy that so then i'll buy it off you i'll sell it to them and then we've got an extra 20 quid in our kitty at home and, it, and it's always been a hustle. Nice. So when I see people with that sort of mentality, that cheeky, like just that strong hustle game, I sort of, I, I relate to them instantly. Whereas when I see someone and they're trying to tell me that they're the best or that they're the big I am, I just, I don't really gravitate to that sort of person. It's, I find it difficult. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of teachers, there's, a handful of teachers that really got me and there was all the rest of them were, were just yeah it, it didn't work it wasn't the best but it's interesting I mean even people that I worked with people I worked with that I didn't get on with or teachers or managers or bosses I, I can remember the first time I was on TV first time and this was at my old job and uh, all my my Facebook just lit up with friend requests of these people that were complete dickheads that I, I couldn't stand. And they were like, I've seen you on TV. Congratulations. Let's be friends. I'm like, fuck you. I want to talk to you. You're a dickhead. So 
Yeah, and it's not that I hold it against them. If I saw them in the street and they smiled and waved, that's fine. But you didn't want to be on my, you want to be connected with me on Facebook for the past however many years, but now you yeah. see me on telly. Or other people, when, you, when you're selling merch, and there's always those people that come out of the woodwork and go, if you can get anything, let me know. I was like, oh, I can get it all. It's all there. You can have what you want. It's on the website. They're like, no, 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 you know, let me know. <laughs> oh, you want me yeah, to fuck yeah. myself over in my business? You want me to, like... You want me to lose money to give you a free T-shirt? And they're like, yeah, 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 if, if you can. Like, Love it. Don't support me. Just, just fucking rob me. So, yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's just, that is just people, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, funny thing actually happened today. I, one of my old school friends, um, mess, uh, not messaged me, but followed me today. And I thought, oh, that's, that's interesting. Face I haven't seen in a while. But um, didn't send me a message or anything, just followed me. But uh, you know, stalker mess, stalker action. That just like, Yeah. Follow. It is weird when someone will tell you something about you, they'll, they'll follow you, and then they've looked through all your shit, whatever it is, they've looked through it, and then they'll turn around. But like in a dead innocent conversation, they go, I've got that same t-shirt you've got, and you're like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, that's such and such a shirt. And you think, I haven't had that for like seven years. And you go back through your profile pictures and you were wearing it, and you're thinking, how fucking deep have you like, <laughs> jumped into my life? Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, it's it's weird, and I think I suppose I'm, I must have been guilty of it. I must have done it to someone. I must have upset someone and then connected with them, and they've thought, "Why? Why do you need me?" But it's uh, I mean, it's weird. I had a good friend, another design friend um, at, uh, at Egg. I was I was very fortunate because I was there for ten years, and I sort of managed to carve myself a little niche of trying to avoid work as best I could. So when I was doing that, there was a few people that did a similar thing. There was, there was Matt Carroll, who was, who was influential in me meeting Wayne, who was then the reason that now I know Dan. So I, like, I can never pay him back. And also Tony Unwin, who's a tattooist. He's a fantastic tattooist in Ilkeston. You should have him on. He's, he's, he's incredible. Yeah. I need to get um, some tattooists on, actually. That's one thing we've been missing. Man, honestly, he's, uh, yeah, he's like my big brother. His, uh, his, his company or his, his uh, shop's called Ink Kings. Nice. And, he basically, he, he traveled back from Canada and I was doing floor walking. I was training people how to take calls from angry people with credit cards. And uh, instantly his headset was off. He was talking to everyone and like, it's very strict. Like you, you have to be on a call and you, you can't be walking around and talking. It's, you, you stuck to it. And day after day, he was just flouting the rules, just being a, being a lad. And I was like, dude, you're fucking killing me, man. I'm, I'm trying to have you back, but like you, you, you're taking a piss, but turned out we were very, we were very similar. And it was, that was probably my 21st birthday, 22nd birthday. And he said, Oh, what, what are you up to this weekend? So it's, oh, it's my, my, my birthday. And he was like, Oh, what, what do you want to do? So I want to get a tattoo. I've got, I'm obviously covered in tattoos, but I wanted to get an, uh, the, the one on my arm. And he was like, no worries. And he literally leant forward, grabbed a scrap of paper and was like, how's this? And he'd drawn exactly what I wanted, exactly. And I hadn't even said anything to him. And I was like, holy shit, you are the fucking man. And basically- Sorry, it's cut the story now, but what was it? <laughs> it's been lasered now because, ah. like, I don't know, it's a lot, all mine Those is- uh, Oh, dude, there's nothing there, <laughs> not, not in the circles I'm moving. It's all uh, like Maui. Oh. Uh, it's not, this was, this was before the Moana film. So I beat the rock to it, but. A lot of people, like, even my kids are now like, your tattoo's the same as Maui, Daddy. I'm like, no, Maui's are the same as mine. I'm not the <laughs> same as him. And he drew the artwork, but he didn't have uh, the guns. So he took me to someone and she put it on and he was never happy with it. 
So we basically bought him a set of guns. We, I took, there was me, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, all my brothers, I've got three brothers, all my cousins, everyone I could get, I took him to his house. And just used to take him, just as fodder, just like, keep practicing, keep practicing. And it was even after that, it was uh, like when he'd won awards, that people were then messaging him going, oh, mate, I don't know if you remember me from work, but if you need anyone to practice on, let me know. And he was like, oh, good, thank you, dude. But the the same sort of thing is these people that are popping up and sort of expecting. And, yeah, he... uh, He's had to deal with that from day one. And I mean, he's still going now. He's, he's going great guns, but he gets that a lot. And I, I never really realized how much people would try and take advantage. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a limit to, <clears throat> well, like, because I had a conversation with a friend about free work and um, like now, you, you know, you, you've got something, now you're a designer, you've got a skill, you want to you want to do good with it, especially right now with, you know, with the coronavirus stuff going yeah. on. And you want to you know, maybe help out a charity or like a local football team that's struggling or something. Um, like, how, how do you say no to those people over there like, like how, how do you have that conversation i don't know i mean for me i've never i've, I've always hated the, the cost side of things because i like to think deep down people are good people if, if i'm associating with them if i'm working with them, and don't get me wrong i've been fucked over by a lot of people like if i could call in all the debts that i was owed i'd probably clear at least 20 grand wow. easy easy 20 grand like a guy i did him a shop for mma absolute dickhead absolute clown and i made him this shop then he said i'll move into canada he made me another shop so me and my mate sat down bear in mind we were paid for the first one not a lot it was like it was a full e-commerce website back in the day this is 2012 i think it costing three grand it had something like 400 products that we had to edit size dress and put yeah. a watermark on and upload so there was like if you if you put the hours into it, it was it was probably a, a fifteen grand website. But he, he got it for three. He said, "I need you to do it again." So he said, "No worries." And we started. We made the whole website again, and he just he just disappeared. Never paid. Fuck. But it happens a lot. I mean, it's my own fault. It is my own fault. But I I used to have a thing that I did with people, and this was when I was at Egg. If they used to ask me for something, because I used to work a lot in favors. Like my 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 best friend Sam, I, I've. I went to nursery with him. So what's that? I've known him 30, fuck me, 37 years, 36, seven years. And me and him never ever charged each other for anything. He's got a, he's got a company called Lennox IT. He does, um, he just helps people out with IT work. And, but we've always helped each other. So we've never charged each other because if you start that conversation, it's really ugly and you mm. never know what to do. And he sort of said to me, he said, what, what are you doing about charging people? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. It's it's hard because I'm I'm kind of working in favors. Uh, I'm trying to do job for job. And he said, Yeah, I did that. Did that with a plumber, a good mate of mine. And basically, Sam had used to he's fixed this guy's computer for him. And he came around and picked it up. Didn't mention money. Didn't even leave him a drink. Just walked out of the computer under his arm. And he was like, Yeah, see you later, then, bro. Cheers, man. Thanks for that. He's like, No worries. A couple of weeks later, his pipe was leaking, so he rang him. And he's like, dude, can you get it back and have a look? And so my pipe was like, yeah, yeah, no worries, dude. Struts in, drops his bag, does the does all the work, which is like a piece of pipe. So push fit pipes now are like next to fuck all. Um, but it's still not the point. And he got up and he looked Sam dead in the eye and he was like, yeah, just call it 120 quid, dude. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. I mean, you imagine the next time his computer broke. That was really expensive. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that when someone... No one ever considers creative 
to be something you pay for. It's always a just press the Photoshop button. Just mm. c can you just you know Photoshop it? Just judge it up, and it, it, it fucking winds me off the clock because there's no like to be creative in the first instance and to try and pull some shit out of someone else's brain and represent it professionally on a page to then deliver back to them for them to go, can you make it bigger? You're like, are you fucking stupid? Or you have a conversation and you go through everything and you draw everything out and it's the best thing you've ever done. You're dead proud of it. They tear it to pieces. And at the end of it say, what do you think? It's like, well, fucking clearly I think this, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Otherwise I wouldn't have drawn that. So what the fuck do you think I think? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get into a lot of trouble because I speak my mind a lot of times and I tell people, it's like if someone sends me something and there's any any sign of Comic Sans or... Pyrus. Or... Pyrus, fucking shit like that. <laughs> bleeding yeah. Cowboy, fucking Bleeding Cowboy. I've seen people with Bleeding Cowboy tattoos. I know a fighter with a Bleeding Cowboy. He's an actor and a fighter. I'm not going to tell you his name because it's embarrassing, but he's got a... A bleeding cowboy tattoo. That's bonkers. But sorry, I was getting away from the point. Point was, when Sam told me about this plumber friend, it got to the point where I was at work and people used to say to me, do I owe you anything? Which I obviously think is a bad question. If they say, do I owe you anything? I think you need to ask, what do I owe you? Because you wouldn't say to a car garage after they've just put tires on, do I owe you anything? You know yeah. you owe them something because it's yeah, a physical thing. Um, so I used to say to people, get me a drink. Don't worry about it, just get me a drink. And that would then set the tone for what I do for you in the future. So like, if I've, if I've done something for someone, I've, if I've updated someone's uh, R4 card, can you remember the Nintendo DS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little, the Game Boy card, the, the games that used to be able to rip. A guy at work used to sell them, so I used to update people's cards for them. So it would, because I've got a soft spot for kids, I've got kids myself, and I know what it's like when they've got 500 games trapped inside a little card they can't play. So I, I used to update it for them. So they'd say, oh, do I owe you anything? I'd be like, get me a drink. Now, if they came in with a box of Peroni, which, which is what? I've just been to Sainsbury's now. What's Peroni? Probably the most expensive lager. So let's call it, I don't know, 20 quid for a box of 12 bottles. Yeah. If you're getting me that, and I've just fixed your computer and recovered your hard drive and got all your kids' pictures from when they were born to now and, and otherwise you'd have lost it or gone to pc world and it would have cost you a fortune if you bought me a box of that we're good that's that's fucking spot on if you buy me four cans of carlin <laughs> don't fucking darken my door again because it, i think it comes down to the individual who's asking the favor like if they've asked you to do 500 quid worth of work but then they'll go all right well there's a starbucks voucher for two quid you, you've got to have a word with yourself a little bit Mm. so yeah I, I got a lot of criticism for doing it that way but yeah yeah and, I'm, and as, as a young designer I'm still sort of navigating that so I'm um, as a lot of young designers listen to this so it'd be interesting to like, hear like when did you stop doing that and do you still do it do you still do, you do it for friends or family you're still or like, yeah. so I'm like my sister I'm still doing work for her but then she's a photographer so she takes photos of me when I need to so exactly yeah working for favours is the best like for me I, like, I've just done a website for someone and he's a, a bathroom fitter. Okay. And I hardly charged him anything. I, he had a full, I've done him a branding document. So, and he'll have that in AI, EPS, PDF. And it's got a full color palette. Everything's outlined. Everything's pathfinded. 
I mean, obviously, this is all geeky shit I can say to you that no one in my house understands. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's it's bang on. Like it, it is the same as I would do for anyone else, and I would charge an arm and a leg. But for for him, he needed it. He didn't know he needed it, but he would have gone on something like Fiverr, got mm. me a logo, throw me that as a JPEG, and been like, yeah, do this. Whereas I was like, do you know what? I'll mock up your business card, your compliment slips. You get the works, but the minute I need a bathroom, I'm going to ring you and you're going to hook me up. And he's like, yeah, cool. I've known him forever. But <clears throat> I think there's a couple of people that used to tell me I was too cheap. And it was the nights that I stayed up that I realized. It was when I would find myself fast asleep on a Saturday afternoon because I've just not had enough sleep. Because I've been basically even now, like working the job that I do, I do that full time. But I'll have someone that I made a website for in 2012 email me some updates. And I'll mm. go, can you, can you just put these bits in or add a new page? So then I wait for the, I sit up with my wife, we watch TV, the kids go to bed, she goes to bed, and then I start working. And I'm sure, however many listeners you've got, I'm sure half of them do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're sat up till fucking, I don't know, three in the morning with Netflix just rolling through another season of whatever dog shit is your bag. <laughs> I've been watching Rusta Riches, like car restoration programs. I don't know right. why the fuck, but like it starts at episode one, and then when I know I'm at episode eight, I should be in bed by now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like traffic cops and it just keeps <laughs> going on a loop and I'm just literally sat badgering away. Um, but they used to, they, people were telling me you're too cheap. David was a big advocate for it. And what, what I was finding was I was just overwhelmed because I, even now I've never classed myself as a designer hmm. because I didn't study to be a designer. And I was kind of embarrassed or ashamed because I didn't get in. I didn't pass my, my grades. But then I was speaking to my wife the other day about it. And one of the guys that we work with, I've just done this, the, the bullet design that we've just released. And uh, he stopped me. And well, I mean, we're really good friends, me and Wad. And, and he stopped me. He said, dude, that, that new logo. And I thought he was going to say something shit. Cause obviously we're always taking a piss out of each other. And he's like, that new logo, it really feels established. And I was like, huh? And I think until I got into the clothing industry and I could see what other people were putting out and what other clothes they were using and everything else, I realized that I was, I was actually standing with the same people. I was standing with the big boys and, and I was, I'm, I'm using a Mac, I'm using Adobe, I'm printing proper stuff and I'm doing it all myself. Yeah. So I never really gave myself that credit. So when I was um, starting out, it was like a website was probably 150 quid, 200 quid. A logo was like if I if I had to charge thirty quid for a logo, someone would have lost their mind. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. it was always like how much? Well, can't well can't you can't I pay you once to make it really big? And I'm like, dude, it's thirty quid. You fucking you mad? This is a person that will turn up with a massive Starbucks that's probably costing seven quid. They've got a taxi to your house which is costing twenty five quid. They've got <laughs> like Jordan Sevens yeah. on. They've got a Supreme or a Bape hoodie on. And they, they're haggling over 30 quid. And I'm like, I don't need you in my life. But I, yeah. I didn't, at the time, I didn't, I, I didn't have the balls to say that to people. Uh, I would just, because I wanted to do the work. I, I just thrived on having a new, not even a brief. I've never had a brief ever since I fucking worked. But having an idea of what they roughly want for me to then sit and be able to sit and play. I just, yeah, I love it. I, I know exactly how it feels. And a lot of people listening will, will be in that situation right now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a hard one to get out yourself out of, but, just keep keep going and you'll realize and your prices will grow and yeah. with your work as well right that happens uh, complete i mean 
the, the last thing that, that happened design-wise when I was at Egg, when I got made redundant, I got given a grant. I got given a couple of grand. And one of the guys I mentioned earlier, Matt, who was a, well, was a really good friend of mine, he's a, a phenomenal designer. And he said, dude, with that grant, I found a guy. I found a guy in Sheffield. He's an expert, Gary Bradley, expert in uh, Adobe, Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. In, in fact, he's got letters after his name for how fucking good he is at Adobe. And it's not AI or EPS or anything like that, but he's, he's the boy. And basically, he, um, he, had his own, he had his own business where basically you'd go and you'd have a two-day course in Sheffield. And I was like, that sounds good. And bear in mind, I mean, I look up to Matt as the godfather. He was like my Aaron Draplin when I was at Egg. He was the man. So he was telling me he's going to go and do this course. Do I want to go with him? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'd love to go and do that with you. And so I did. And I, and I went and I did that. And Gary was, he was in, important at the time. He said, mate, look, you've got to quote yourself out of work all the time. Don't ever, don't ever beg for it. Because, and he's struggled in the past and he's, he's like, he's the best at what he does. They said, the thing is, people will come back to you. It's even, I mean, I've had it a lot in the past where people will ask me to do a website. I'll tell them how much it's going to be. And then they go off and they go to Fiverr, they get a shit logo, or they go to Wix and they start doing something themselves. And it's only then when they go, oh, it's like, it looks like a website, but nothing works. And there's no, nothing's in the right place. The buttons don't line up. And a thing I've always said to clients is, I want to represent you professionally. So if you're a one-man band, I want to re- I want you to be represented professionally, no matter what. So your logo on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your business card, all matches. It's going to match the same one on your left breast. It's it's not going to be distorted. It's not going to be a shit JPEG with a white box around it that <laughs> someone's ironed onto a T-shirt. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. And to me, that when I spoke to Gary and then when David reinforced it, I got really busy at one point, and basically. I used to do like uh, I used to help people do big cartel, and you know the little shop. Yeah, yeah. And before there was a really cool company called Theme Fiend, where basically you could buy a theme from it and upload it to Big Cartel. But it took a little bit of firking as well. There's a few little bits that you want to remove the fact that it said Big Cartel on there. You want to forward the host into a normal domain. So that takes takes you from having like a <clears throat> having say a a, a three hundred quid e-commerce site that makes it look like the same as the four grand one or three grand one that I did for the other company. And so I used to help people do that. And uh, he was like, mate, just sack it off. Just sack everything off. And when one person comes in, hit them with a price that's triple what you normally charge. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, yeah, really, really. And because I didn't need the work at the time, because I was busy and Mm. whoever's listening now, you know what it feels like when you're mad busy and then when you've got nothing, it's, it's worlds apart. But, I would, I quoted someone and they asked me for a design of their logo. They wanted a logo pack. And I was like, yeah, cool. No worries. Two grand. And they're like, okay, yeah, no worries. Um, give me, give me a day. I'll get back to you. But they didn't slam the phone down. It wasn't like, no, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the fuck? This guy's just said two grand. Don't get me wrong. I've never been paid two grand for a logo, but he basically he came back and we worked something out and, I think they ended up having a website and other bits and bobs, but it was more about holding strong and just spitting out a figure that's, that seems massive. But in reality, when you actually look back at the hours you spent on something, I mean, it's fuck all. It's just because people haven't got a physical product to say, look, I've got a, an iPad, which is 1200 quid. 
they can't say that, but they've got an established brand with a document that you can send to any printer, any place in the country, and your logo will be 100% perfect, which mm. I think is more, more important. Well, it's certainly more important for Apple and you know Nike and Adidas. I've gotten to say Nike. I, I hate it. I, I like saying Nike because it's English. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is Nike. Uh, I don't want to pick you up on it on your own podcast, but yeah, it's it Nike. Just, I've, I've noticed. I've tried like because I've spoken to a lot of American designers on this, and the recent podcast we did yesterday, a sports design podcast about like the NFL jerseys and stuff. Okay, um, uniforms as they call it, uh, and shirts as we call it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like all these different lingo. Yeah, <laughs> all these different lingo. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely definitely something to consider um but that's the thing it's easy, a lot easier to do when you're busy that's for sure that's the thing and, and, it, and the thing is i have been i've been on that wave of where i've where i've sat on a little pot in my kitchen that i've got perhaps probably 1500 quid in it to then when my wife's going have you got any more fucking work coming in because we're screwed and i'm like okay no worries <laughs> and i think I, that's why i take people as, as they come because if, if someone comes and they make a point of finding me out to try and take advantage, I'm not going to do anything else about it. Yeah. Whereas if I've had people in the past and they're a startup, they're really struggling. And I was in my, in my mode where I was really busy and I was like, tell you what, it's going to be this much. And they're like, Oh shit. That's, that's twice our budget. Mm. And I was like, listen, and I even started doing this with people. I said, tell me your budget. Tell me what it is. Don't think for a minute that I'm going to rip you off, but I, I will always put 100% in. I will always make the most effort. It doesn't matter if it's a 10 grand website or if it's a 500 pound website, you will have my whole attention. But it's just like, I will, if you give me a 500 pound budget for a car, or if you give me 10 grand for a car, I will still bring you back the best I can find for 500 quid, but it's probably going to be a Fiesta 2003, like 1.1, yeah. but it'll be a nice car. But that's the budget you had, and I've got you the best you can have for it. And I think once you put people's mind at rest, that you're not going to go, what's your budget? It's 2000 All right, call it 1995 Because you just look like a shithead. But I don't know. I, I suppose <clears throat> I've always just wanted to help people. So with charities and stuff like that, I've had so many requests in the past. And I've always just treated it like a client where I've gone, yeah, send me this, 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 and this. And 80% of the time, nothing ever comes back. Like, I don't know if people are like feeling out, but <clears throat> I've, I've tried helping people. I mean, orders of service is something I've been asked for a lot. I've made a lot of orders of service because I don't know if you know how much like funeral places charge for that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I'm, I'm like, I really don't want the funeral, the funeral parlor to do when I die. <laughs> Exactly. Or like, oh, when my family member dies, I am definitely doing that. I'm yeah. not in some some cheap word, like or like, like what's it called? Microsoft publisher. Uh, publisher. That's it. I was trying to think yeah. of it. I haven't used it that long. Like since school, I haven't Mate. used that. So I'm like, what's that? What's that program again? <laughs> the minute someone sends you something in publisher for their website or for their design, like, oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> I haven't got that, dude. <laughs> Put it in a word document, please. But yeah, I've uh, so I've I've helped out a few friends with stuff like that because for me not being very well off growing up it's all about just not being taken advantage of and my friend rang me the other day and he was having a bit of a bother with his it, him and his brother don't really get on his mother's passed away suddenly and all of a sudden like they're trying to deal with all this shit that's going off and he was yeah. coming around he was helping me out he's an electrician he was helping me out and uh, he was doing some wiring in my house 
and he mentioned this order of service and he was like, fuck yeah, I've got to go down there. That's going to cost me two grand. And I was like, whoa, 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 rewind. Do that again. And he says, yeah, yeah, they've told me it's going to be two grand to do this. And I was like, Shit. no fucking way, dude. Like literally send me some pictures, send me a name, send me all this, everything you want in there. And I just pulled all this stuff together and it came out really nice. And uh, that sort of stuff. I mean, I sat out for two or three nights doing that, which is hours. But it was more important that my friend didn't get ripped off. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thing that frustrates me when when people get taken advantage of. I was just thinking, actually, I think I might get, I might do my own one. <laughs> yeah, do it. Just do like, it ready. Yeah. Like, like, at the end of every year, just do it, just in case. I'm a, I'm a weird kid. I, I have like a conversation. I try to have a conversation with my parents um, the other day, like. Maybe I should get a will together. And they're like, what are you thinking about that for? <laughs> like, just, just don't want. They don't want to talk about like death or like tomorrow or. They just want like, right, focus on now. But like, we're in this situation. We're gonna have yeah, to. Yeah. Right, calm down. <laughs> yeah, don't even worry. Mind you, I'm the same. I've got two kids and a wife. I mean, I've been married. We've been together 21 years. And when she said we need a will, I was like, what are you talking about? I've just been doing backflips on a trampoline. And she's like, yeah, but we we yeah. need to do a will. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's, it's down to daft shit that, like, I start thinking, like, who's going to have all my hats? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've probably got 80, 90 hats, of which wow. I've, probably, I've probably made 70 of them myself. But they're my hats, and yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've always got my hats on. And I'm like, who's going to have that? What about that zipper light that's in my bedroom drawer? And it's like, my, my wife's going, no, 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 we need to know who's going to look after our children. And, who's <laughs> going, and I'm like, yeah, but... I've got a wicked sticker collection and like some swing tags that I got off a t-shirt when I was 15. Well, so. I say you never actually know what's going to happen. You don't want like people to, to take, uh, take it and they do, you don't want it to get it. But um, I, I don't, I don't see that as morbid for some reason. I don't, that's not a morbid no. thing. No, it's, it's, you need to do it, don't you, man? It, the problem is it's one of them shit things that you don't have to think about that unfortunately is one of them. I mean, I don't know if you know on the podcast when I was, uh, I did the podcast with, with Dan just after Christmas. And at the time, my I had a massive domestic thing with my family, which was absolute shit. Just a Christmas thing with yeah. my uh, with my eldest daughter, my mom's boyfriend, who we will not speak of his name. And so that happened. And then my friend from school was murdered in the, oh, this quaint little village I grew up in. So she was murdered. And then a couple of days after that, my wife's auntie, who I love to bits, who's like my favourite person in the world, was battling with cancer. And she knew the more that was going on than we knew. And so she was then like, okay, well, I'm, I'm in a hospice now, which, I mean, I don't know if you know much about hospices, you don't normally come out of them. So mm. we had to shoot down to Hampshire real quick. And uh, so we shot down there to see her and she literally passed away that day. So that was uh, my friend getting murdered. She passed away suddenly. And then her partner, so Auntie Nikki's partner, then passed away dead suddenly a couple of days after she died. So we went from having like Christmas and being all like, woo, to every fucker's dying and it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've got, well, to be fair, I mean, I've got Henry down here now, my, my, I was Stacey's auntie's dog, but it just puts it into perspective. So it's not just the fact that she was an older woman and she, she had cancer, but my friend, my friend with three kids was murdered and you know, she's my age. So that makes, starts making you realize. And I mean, my friend was even joking about it with this coronavirus because he's still working and he was going, there's no 38 year olds on the news yet, is there? And this was in early, early days. And I was like, no, nah, we're, we're still safe. We're still good. And then he saw me the other day and he was like, mate, there's a lot of 38-year-olds on the news. And I was like, yeah, and 17-year-olds and 11-year-olds. I'm like, take this shit seriously, dude. And he was like, I know. 
we best be a bit more careful. And so he's stepped up his game a bit. But I think people deal with with death in I I deal with it in as 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 humorous way as I can. I, I have to take the piss out of it. I did a eulogy for for Nikki and spent the first twenty minutes calling her names, which I think is important because I loved her that much. And I think nice. there's a lot of you have to put humor into everything, don't you? I suppose. I think so. I think it's definitely a mindset, a perspective, sort of the way you look at it, the way you look at life, and yeah, I mean. I'd much rather be look, looking at it that way rather than uh, like well, this is it unhappy but um, yeah well that went uh, that went into a that went kind of dark place. Didn't it? yeah sorry it was, <laughs> that was me talking about my shit beginning to 2020 let me just put these lights on let me just lift this up real quick is that any better there you go you got some lights I'll make it a bit more a bit lighter no one wants <laughs> to see my ugly beardy face anyway you're a very designery look oh dude I'm like a, I like someone put Aaron Draplin in the wash or in the tumble dryer for a bit too long, and I no, you, shrunk down. You look like a guy um, called Made by James. If you look him up on Instagram later on, you got the same same look, like this, the okay. hat, the beard. Um, I think it might be a slightly little better, better looking version of him. Oh, I'll uh, take that. I'll doesn't, take hopefully, that all day. hopefully, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but hopefully. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I love him anyway. Him. He's a he's a great designer. But um, yeah, so let's let's get back onto um, back onto your design. Stories. <laughs> do you, how much time do you have as well whatever you want dude what, what time is it uh, it's near 8 o'clock bang on 8 o'clock yeah they're good they're, they're, my, my wife's currently taking my kids through old films nice. well we both are so like really old shit so they're, they're currently watching uh, 10 Things I Hate About You uh, I haven't seen that yeah Heath Ledger is uh, Heath Ledger yeah really old film but I say really old it's not really old at all it's like 20 years old but I'm an old bastard so I suppose it, <laughs> it fit. how old are you 22. See, this is yeah. this is the headphone, man. I'm 38, 39 tomorrow. 39, that's scary. It's, I'm, I'm not ready to be old yet, but the greys are coming through, so I haven't got much of a choice. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's so what we're talking about, I guess. So, so um, Egg, what was that? You said it was a bank, online bank. Yeah, so it was, um, it was the first online bank set up by a couple of dudes that it was really fun first couple of years ago, it was really fun and it was it was all closed so you could wear whatever you wanted because it wasn't a customer facing bank that's good so yeah like i say i mean i met the design agency there so those three guys were the, the fucking honestly without them i was screwed and i used to do all my projects someone because there was people who were established in the business that would get them to make websites but then if people wanted a bit of a a quick like back alley job they'd come and see me and be like can you do me a flyer can you make me a flyer for my my counseling business and i'm like yeah, can do can you do me this so i used to sit and do different bits and bobs and genuinely it was those three and then like I say david uh he came along and we we were we redesigned the egg website behind the back of the design agency and then presented it to them which they fucking hated Right. Because the three guys in the design agency, they already knew me, so they knew what I was doing. But their boss, she wasn't a designer. I don't think she was. I never really saw anything she did, but she was a bit of one of them that sort of marched around. Sort of yeah, yeah I know the type, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she was marching around telling people what to do. And we were like, yeah, but this website needs to be way more interactive. It needs to... It, we were almost trying to follow an Amazon rule back in the day, like three clicks max. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we can do this. And I animated everything on PowerPoint. I used paint and PowerPoint and I animated. So 
Uh, at one point, I don't know if you've ever heard of a Lucent phone. It's basically a phone that you get in a call center. It's about this big, big fucking block thing with a headset. And it's got about 60 buttons on it. And I animated a Lucent phone on PowerPoint and Paint so that every button you click did what the normal phone did. That if wow. you ask me to do that now, I won't be able to fucking do it. So <laughs> what, what I was smoking back in the day, I don't know what it was, but I, I seem to get through that. And um, so, yeah, we, me and David redesigned the website to a better website behind her back, then presented it to her, which she went fucking postal. Mm. So, yeah, our, our team at that point got disbanded. We got, we got put back into uh, uh, general gem pop like a prison. We got, we got sent back to the phones to, to talk to people about their credit cards and their debt. And, but it was, it was that guy, it was David, that <clears throat> essentially taught me how to use pen tools and what nodes are and layers and masks. And uh, yeah, and then when I got made redundant, I went to see Gary and I just fell in love with Illustrator because it was the closest thing to fireworks that you could get. Because I mean, I, I see people now and uh, I mean, no one likes it, no one used it. No one, they all hated <clears> it because they were good at Photoshop or they were good at Illustrator. And yeah, I, I, I dodged that fireworks. I dodged that one. <laughs> it, it was fucking brilliant, man. It was so good because I was trying to explain Photoshop for me is like trying to wallpaper the stairs through the letterbox. <laughs> right. Because on Illustrator, if I want that shape there, I'm going to click it and move it and do what the fuck I want with this little guy. And I'm going to stretch him and I can pathfinder him and I can, because I, that's another thing I was trying to explain to people. Pathfinder is like, it's like Play-Doh and a cutter. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a lump of Play-Doh and you make a shape and this is the cutter, so now that could be the shape or you could take the shape away and like it's Play-Doh and it's a cutter. That, to me, that was the, that, that's how it worked. And because it was explained to me that way, I completely got it. I was like, oh, that makes yeah, a like lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Play-Doh. Okay. So I need to put, make these shapes one, da, 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 dead happy. Whereas with Photoshop, because I've been, been using um, Fireworks and Illustrator, I'd see something on Photoshop and I was like, okay, I want to move you. I want to move you. And it just wouldn't fucking move or do anything. And they said, like, oh, do you want to interact with this panel? Do you want to rasterize that? I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Just let me, let me play with the shapes. And yeah, I just, I use it now. I, I use it and, and, I, and I, I, I appreciate how good Photoshop is, but I think it's been made a lot easier. There's, there's been, well, I mean, they've taken some shit away that's wound, fucking wound me up because I couldn't find out to refine an edge the other day, you know, on someone's hair. Yeah. Like you, you, before you'd refine the edge, there's a way that you can get it back. But Adobe have got a way of doing that. They just take things away after you've been using them. Same as Apple. Fucking yeah. That Mac, MacBooks, they're so weird. Like the other day, my airdrop just disappeared. I didn't touch any settings right, on the on the Finder. It just it's just gone. Yeah, see you later. Well, you know you know that link panel you used to have to the other side, um, the uh, launch pad or dashboard or whatever it was, where you could put a load of sticky notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gone. I've had that for ten years. Oh. It's like the best thing. I used to put all my passwords in there. It's probably this is why they've taken it away because it wasn't very safe. But I had all my logins to people's websites so I could use it. And and you know what it's like when you've got I don't know hundred people's websites that you need to remember the passwords and all the other shit. Yeah. So I'd have stuff sat there or like RGB swatches or whatever it was. I'd have just sat in a sticky note and they got rid of it. And now I've got stickies in a folder on my desktop and it's, Damn. It, it just feels a bit like it's a PC. Mine's just uh, notes just filled up on my notes with like copy and paste, like links and stuff. That's, that's oh, how I do it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I must've been set up too late the other night I was doing someone's website and, uh, I, I copied all of their pages onto a Word document, 
this is the text thing coming back in because I don't see it. I was just saying, there's your copy. Make your changes and I will put each page back in in the right place. So that I, because if someone sends me a list of 20 things and they're like, tell me the, the four that are different, fuck off. I'm not sitting and doing that. I'll just, I'll replace the whole thing before I have to sit and make sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he sent it me back and I, uh, I got my original document and replaced all my original text with the old text. I didn't, I didn't make any changes. Sending the screenshots dead proud of myself. And he was like, dude, nothing's different. And I was like, oh, okay, my bad, sorry. <laughs> Fucking had to do it again last night. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. funny the, uh, the client thing is really strange as well. Like having, <laughs> having, having people that you, you work for and, and pay you money in return for this digital thing, like we said earlier on about about, about how, not having a physical thing, the fact that people are willing to pay for this digital thing, I find strange. Yeah. I mean, maybe going too deep philosophical wise, like, and it is a, definitely a skill, but now, now yeah, it's digital. Strange. But, like we pay for apps and stuff like that. This is it. I mean, the, the thing is, people are willing to pay for so much daft shit. Like, I literally, I, t I cleared out my stairs the other day, under the stairs, and there was, I probably had 40 pairs of trainers, of which, there was probably three or four pairs that I've never worn. But I was quite happy to give the guy 70 quid, 60 quid, whatever it was. There's a Nike outlet near me. Um, so I bought myself, I, I, I've got a big problem with hats and trainers, obviously. <laughs> and so I bought myself a load of shoes and they've just been sat in there. And I even put them on the other day and I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to wear these. But I was so happy paying. I didn't mind that because I was getting my trainers. But the problem is, is that's fucking useless. Like it's sat under the stairs. Like there's been times I've needed 40 quid way more than I needed that pair of trainers under the stairs. Yeah. But I just, people just can't get away from it. Like I say, the, the guys that turn up with a brand new iPhone 11 and is it 11 now, whatever it is, or a new iPad or like someone who's got a MacBook. This used to annoy me because I always wanted a Mac. I, I only got a Mac when I got made redundant, which was when I was 30 something. So bear in mind, I've always wanted to be a designer, always wanted it, but then I never had one. I couldn't afford it. So it used to annoy me because people would have a MacBook just to go on Facebook or just to watch YouTube. And I'm like, bro, you understand yeah, yeah. what this can fucking do. And it's, it's just like having a Ferrari, but just taking your nan to the shops at 30 mile an hour. You're like, this is not fucking working, man. So when those people turn up with a MacBook under their arm and their brand new Starbucks and they've got like Ray-Bans on and all the rest of it, and they're talking to you and telling you what they want, and you tell them a price that... Yeah. Can we just can we just squeeze a bit? And I'm like, fuck you. Your haircut costs more than this fucking website you want. That's I, th I think you just got to stick to. It. I mean, are you um, are you part of the designers league on Facebook? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I've always been on there. I've not I've not ever really participated a lot in anything. Because like I said, I used to uh, I started the the clothing company Ratchet for a guy in Longington, and it went from being great guns to being like no one really respected it and no one really liked it after a while because like with a lot of brands they sort of blow up and then they drop off and I mean we worked we worked really hard really really hard at Ratchet and then they, they sort of dropped into like um they started doing different promotions like dance schools and things like that and the problem is in streetwear like if Supreme or Palace or Bape started sponsoring a kids dance like street dance thing then the, the diehards and the, and the people that are really into it wouldn't really, they wouldn't respect it the same way. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it's tricky because uh, you look at that sort of stuff and 
can't remember where I'm really going with that. But the, <laughs> sorry, the designers league. So when I was when I was there, it was tricky because I didn't want to go onto the designers league and say I'm Owen, um, chief designer or, or or creative. I think I was creative director at Ratchet as well because Chris was the lead design. Um, but I didn't really want to go in there and say that because then you get this negative response of like, oh, you do that, you do that brand here. So I've, I've been a big watcher. I've been a, a big watcher. And I think without sounding like a dickhead, it kind of makes me feel, it makes me feel like I'm in the right place. Because like I said, I've, ne I've never, never called myself a designer, but when I see what some people are doing, I'm like, oh, I'm better than that. Not in a derogatory way. I'm just like, oh, well, that's all right. Bit too you, obvious. You always compare yourself to other people, so of that's course. natural. Of course, but then there's some other people that will do something. I'm like, fuck me. What? Mm. How have you made that? That's yeah. incredible. The thing I've started to realise over the last couple of years, and it's important for young people to realise this, and I think I've, I've only realised it at a younger age because I do so many podcasts and have so many conversations about it, is that um, we're always in the middle. Like You can always be in the middle. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be people better than you. There's always going to be people worse than you. And there's always going to be people way better than you. There's always going to be people at the start. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, you can't, can't. You can look at other people and think, okay, I'm better than that. But then, it, you, you can't take too much. Like, you can't be too proud about that. And then, no. the same as looking at someone that's amazing and really, really, really good at the top of the game. You can't think to yourself, oh, I'm so far down the list, because you're always in the middle. Even it, the people at the top, they're in the middle in their own yeah. game. And it, and it's the same. It's, it's, it comes down to egos as well. Mm. I mean, in the industry I'm in now, there's a lot of fighters. I meet a lot of fighters and managers and people and tagalongs and egos fucking ugly <laughs> I, i'm so privileged and i'm so lucky to be doing what i'm doing i absolutely love my job i've worked really 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 hard to do what i do but i'm very still very fortunate like I'm, I'm lucky that i'm the one that gets to do what i do um but i think egos is an ugly thing but what yeah. i always found was the the more that someone has achieved the more humble they are whereas the ones on their way up that they used to be the, the guys that used to come and train at the gym. Um, all the pros and all the people that were fighting on main cards, the nicest guys you could meet. Killers, absolute savages, but nicest guys you could meet. Always had time for you, always took the time to come and see you, say hello, and all the rest of it. Whereas the guys that are hanging around with the pros, they were the dickheads. Right. Not all of them, not all of them, but some of them. And it's even now, like, you'll, you'll find it. Uh, we did Body Power the other year, and I'm stood talking to someone and like uh, you get a, a certain demo a certain group of people that walk up with like look like they're trying to carry two rolls of carpet under their arm. And it's like, dude, are you all right? You know these guys are professional fighters, so <laughs> if anything kicks off, you're not gonna be able to do anything anyway. Yeah. And I think like for me, it's I, I suppose never never considered myself a designer has always kept me grounded a bit because I mean, even like I was working when, when I was working with Chris and, and to be fair, Chris, I would probably coin him with being probably the best designer I've ever met. Um, and his, what's his Instagram? I think it's Father Blissmas, Chris Bliss. Oh, wait, no way. Yeah, yeah. Chris Bliss? Yeah, yeah, he's one of my closest friends. So he... No fucking way. This is like, this is like come full circle. Because I, I heard you mention him on the podcast. So I messaged him the other day. I've had him okay. on the podcast and I've been, I have did a, a series called Freelance FIFA. And yeah. I went around his house and played FIFA against him. Yeah, he's and the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I didn't realize he was like good friends with him and stuff. Oh, That's Redbeard. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, me and Chris, so Chris started at Ratchet after I'd been there a little while. And obviously, I'd yeah. done all the original artwork. 
So there was the, the script logo, the diamond logo, the, the vintage and the crown, our crown. And Chris came in because someone had said, oh, I've got a guy, his name's Chris. He's, he's coming over and they, they'll come and see us. So he came and sat with us and he'd basically done a digital, you know, a digital painting or, or like a, the way that he does stuff on Illustrator, you know, when he layers it. Oh, it's um, incredible. It really is. Honestly, incredible. mate. He's it's Run the Jewels one. Dude, has he told you a story about Run the Jewels? Yeah, yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? We got completely drunk and then, yeah, and then left the poster and all sorts, yeah. Mate, he's honestly, like, so he came over and he'd done all these digital drawings. And so we both basically learned the clothing industry together at the same time because I'd never made any clothing before and nor had he. And then before you know it, we were leading this empire of, of this clothing company. And, but the, the difference is, is he's super quiet, really humble. <laughs> Sorry, I've just noticed that I'm absolutely... Yeah, darkness. I can't see you, but... <laughs> One sec. It's like digital snow. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I heard my wife then. I thought I, thought I heard Stacey shouting out. Um, so, the, the, the nice thing about Chris, like, because you've got two designers, essentially. I've started something, he's coming to take over and, and carry on. We just... We just connected instantly i mean i want him to work with me now I, i'd love him to be part of full reptile oh that would be a great collaboration that'd be incredible Thanks. well yeah i mean you imagine in our office i used to sit here chris would sit there and dan would come upstairs while he's having his car serviced and talk to me and dan so dan's text me the amount of time they've gone dude it's like when he listens to the podcast it's like being back at work because it was just me and dan talking absolute shit about fights that have happened 20 years ago and Chris, and Chris, most people I meet, I, I, I force them into watching MMA. I, mm. I sort of, I make sure that people are watching the same shit as me. So like, here's UFC, watch this. And Chris already knew what MMA was and he already knew what Dan was because Chris lives in Nottingham and obviously Dan's from Nottingham. Yeah. So it got to the point where he was like, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. And then when he came in the office, he was like, holy shit, there you are. <laughs> but with Chris being the best in his field and Dan being like the best in his field, there was just, there was no ego. There was, it was just like, it was really cool. And it was, it, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've known him now since probably about 2012, 2013. Wow. We play, we, we, the PlayStation keeps us together to be fair, PlayStation and WhatsApp. So we, we play Call of Duty together every Friday. And I uh, see you talk about the podcast. This is, this is crazy. It's gone really full circle. That's so cool. Yeah, so that's that's Blissmas. That's 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 my boy. He's he nice. honestly, and I know we spoke about Draplin and we spoke about all these other guys and there's different people, but someone who has got like, he's amazing at what he does. He's creative at what he does, and the stuff that he puts out, and no ego. Yeah, like absolutely. he did he did a drawing of Wesley Snipes um, for uh, from White Men Can't Jump. And it's insane, like the detail is amazing. And Wesley Snipes like messaged him back and he was like, okay, no worries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a solid dude. And, and I suppose as far as a, as a design, like a design family, what I've, what I've learned, I'm still in touch with the three people that, that started me off. The, David, the guy that taught me about nodes, is the guy I sit and play PlayStation with, with Chris. And Tony, my tattooist, and China still plays. So Matt Carroll is the guy that introduced me to um, Wayne, who is the guy who introduced me to Dan. 
and he is still playing PlayStation with me, and Tony, my tattooist. So I don't think I've missed anyone out, but they're they're mainly, it's mainly this little group, and, and none of them have ever been like famous or like fucking worldwide, but they have been, <laughs> for me, they've, they've just supported me, no matter what, and it didn't matter that I was just this little scumbag that swore a lot, that they sort of helped me along. They they always looked out for what was best for me, which that's I suppose so cool. that's yeah. all you need, isn't it? That's what you need, a friend. That's absolutely what you need. Yeah. I suppose it's a bit of a head fuck if I've been talking about that on the podcast for a year and then now you've actually met a couple of the people that I've uh, that I've been talking about. Yeah, that's mental. I didn't like until you mentioned Father Blissmas the other day. I had no idea it was Chris. Like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Good yeah, he's guy. a good guy. He's a good guy. Him and Charlotte, they they are a sweet top couple. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're good. But, but the, the goal is, I want to get him because he did a, a prodigy uh, drawing. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to get it on a uh, on a t-shirt. So I want to put it on a full reptile t-shirt for um, mental mental health, mental mental awareness, That's mental good health one, yeah. issues. Yeah. Well, obviously Keith, how Keith passed and stuff like that was was pretty shocking. And I think once I spoke to Chris, we. I'm going to make some socks. That's what I was at the sock place. I don't know if you've seen our socks. They're fucking amazing. Uh, they are, they're next level. And to be fair, I like nice things. And if a sock's been made well, then I've, I've got a few stance pairs and stuff like that. But our socks are, the guy who does them is, is obsessed. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. So I'd got back from the sock place and I'd just made our second batch and I'd rang Chris because it was a Friday. So we were getting ready to go online. And I was like, dude, we're going to make the, the Keith socks. And then something came up and we're not going to get it. But we will do. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, I was just enjoying, just enjoying the chat. So it's gone far away from what, what I planned. But yeah, hey, sorry, dude. Is, have good. you got any questions you need to ask yeah, me? I mean, like considering the time and, and, I haven't had tea yet, so I'll, I mean, <laughs> uh, let's do let's do the the questions at the end. We asked uh, we asked people on the podcast, and it gets a bit deeper into um, a little bit what we we're talking about before, like finding out the person behind the design, sort of in a way. Okay. <clears throat> I've, my voice has been really croaky. I've been doing five Ks. Um, I'm trying to do as many five Ks as I can in a row, in like throughout the days, and my my throat honestly I just haven't been able to breathe. Um, it's not good, dude. Maybe cut one out. Maybe have a rest for a day. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not the virus, so that's all right. No. But um, it's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the first question on the list is: What's your best purchase under 100 pounds? My best purchase under 100 pounds. Yeah. Oh, shit, man, I'm old. I've got a lot of shit under 100 pounds. <laughs> the thing is, this is what I was saying earlier about hustling, like. My PlayStation 4 wasn't £100. So uh, that, that's kept me together with all my friends. I would, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Monopoly Deal. It's a card game. I don't know if you've played it. It's about nine quid. Um, it's fucking wicked. You can be drunk, stoned, straight, play it with kids, adults, whatever. <laughs> but it's a card game. Um, and if you're really geeking out, like, like I do, the design of it, the drawing, the art, everything's wicked. It's, it's Monopoly, but instead of having to use a board, you basically have to make three sets of properties with cards, but there's stuff where you can be, people can steal stuff off you, they can charge you rent, you can charge that. It's a whole thing. Just watch, yeah, the, yeah. watch the intro, but 
I like playing a lot of old school games with my kids, um, where it's not necessarily digital. Mm. We've got a lot of board games and like old Uno, that sort of shit. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. for me something that brings people together. I suppose the yeah Monopoly deal is probably one of my best things. Nice. Yeah, that's one thing that's definitely come out of this this whole uh, lockdown thing is we've had more conversations with family members and and just like. Yeah, doing quizzes on a Friday night. We never do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. FaceTime. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's cool. good though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, one thing you just made me think of is, and you were talking about it on the podcast the other day, and uh, it, it, was, it was a little bit of an impulse purchase, but um, you're talking about sort of old, uh, what's it called? Um, brain's gone. Anyway, I bought Again? a Samurai sword. Yo, oh, no, nah, boss. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are talking about weapons. Weapons, that's the word. But uh, yeah, you guys are talking about weapons, no weapons. I'm thinking, ah, oh. and then I got deep into like Japanese culture and history and oh, like, samurais and stuff. It goes real deep. Like, if you if you walk into Dan's house, he's got a big shield on the wall here. So you walk in, there's a shield. There's a door that you nip through, and his office is there. And there's like, all the Lego you can imagine, plus. <laughs> nunchucks, yeah. side blades. Like, I'm not going to give you a guided tour of his house virtually, but it, like, literally there are weapons everywhere. And the thing is, one thing is owning a weapon. Like, you've got a samurai sword now. The problem yeah, is, if, Tuesday, you, yeah. if you try to start swinging that round, you're going to fucking hurt yourself. Hmm. When you see a guy, like I walked in the other day and he had his nunchucks out and he was doing the Bruce Lee. So he basically said to me, oh yeah, I watched Enter the Dragon the other day and I'm doing the, the nunchuck scene from Enter the Dragon. And he just stood in his kitchen and just whipped it out. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm making coffee at this point. And he's just making, like, just whipping these nunchucks out. And I was thinking, everyone's just built a little bit different, man. Everyone, yeah. I draw pictures for a living. Like, he beats the piss out of people and, and commentates on it. But that, that, that mindset, like, I can't play a musical instrument. I've never tried. I don't think I can do it. I can't ride a skateboard. Um, just some people can and I think fundamentally like, yeah you can learn you can try but there's a, like, I used to ride motorbikes semi-professionally hello you're coming up in a minute yeah. uh, give me five minutes Leave it done. We're good. yeah yeah I'd tell her she's just coming up through the hole in the floor <laughs> through your bed through her bedroom <laughs> door through my bedroom door yeah I used to ride motorbikes so I can ride a motorbike I can I can stop a motorbike and stand and balance. I used to ride trials. It's all good. It's kind of a skateboard. I don't understand how it sticks to your feet when you jump in mm. and all that stuff. I was good at Tony Hawk's, but I just can't ride ride one. Yeah, that's that's a. I can't wait for that to come on Tuesday. It's just like that's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be pretty cool, man. <laughs> it's gonna be really cool. Because I still live at home with my parents, and they were like, "No, you're not getting one." <laughs> oh, but uh, I had that I had that argument with tattoos, so I'm like, "We'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> Somewhere else will be fine." My mom says, as long as I don't go past the elbow. Yeah. Dude, you did though, yeah. <laughs> but this is, um, it's oh, wow. Covered, dude. Covered. Covered. So, yeah. I've not got uh, I've got much space left, but it's one of them where, yeah, my mum my doesn't have much uh, much say, I don't suppose, anymore. <laughs> That's the thing as well. When you're an adult, and now just turning 22, you can, uh, can buy what you want. It's your money. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's my wife's money, but yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> I had, I had a couple of years where I could buy some cool shit, but yeah, I didn't ever buy a samurai sword, unfortunately. Um, definitely life advice for, for people listening. As far as design-wise? No, anything, anything. Um, I suppose I have always, I've, I've got to where I've got to by just being me. 
I've never pretended. I've never lied really about who I am or what I can do. I've never, I've never found myself in an office doing a meeting where I, I can't design or present something that they need. Um, when I was at Egg, I just did my job well and I sort of worked my way to a point where then I was considered good at doing this or I got a, a certain mandate for that. I've just, I've just been me. I've never been fake. I've never lied about who I am or what I can do. And I think a lot of that comes down to now what people trust in me because I've had so many meetings where someone's come and sat in my kitchen and I'm just talking the way I talk and they've sort of taken a back of it and gone, oh, fucking hell. He swears a lot. And it's like, yeah, well, that's me. If you want to work with me, that's what you're going to get. And I'm not, I, I don't sit him down and go, all right, shit face, fuck all. Like, if you don't like it, fuck all. I, I don't know any of that. It's more a case of if it comes out, it just comes like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to upset people. Um, but I think, like, value yourself, man. And especially, especially down the design world. Like, if you put a lot of time and effort into something, then make sure you get paid for that time and effort. Unless you've got another deal. Like I say, I've worked for a lot of favors in the past. So I've had my car service for a website. I've had my roof tiled for a website. I've had my extension. Oh, I've had all the electrics done in my extension for a website. I've done stuff for logos. But that is a skill. What you've got is a little skill. It's a, it's a, a piece of currency. And in times like now, like imagine if we're all locked down. Money's not going to mean fuck all. So uh, if you've got a skill where you can give someone something, then charge for it. But I think for me, if it wasn't for David and if it wasn't for Tony and if it wasn't for Gary saying, dude, look, you've got to charge these people because you're giving them, you're giving them Rolls Royce. You're giving them Rolls Royce for Ford's money. And I was like, yeah, all right. And, 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 and I'm not trying to say I'm the best by any stretch because I'm not. But what I do do is I do it right. So you're not going to get a logo off me that then when someone opens up an Illustrator, it's an it's a fucking screenshot of PNG on a PDF that's that's pixelated and shit. You're going to get exactly what you need, and I think that's fundamentally what what you want. Like if if someone like Aaron Draplin can do that and he can take the time out, I mean I I really like that guy. I respect that guy a lot because he's he's a good dude. But if he can sit and do a YouTube tutorial and he's and he's just trying to help out a community and all the rest of it then like, we can all do that. Do you mm. know what I mean? Totally so just value yourself a little bit, I suppose. Nice. That's top advice. Um, what makes you tick? What makes me tick? Yeah. yeah as in like, what, what, do you, what gets you out of bed? I'm so tired. <laughs> I hate getting out of bed. That's the one thing I can't, I struggle getting out of bed. But I suppose the thing that motivates me more than anything is my wife, my kids, my dogs, I've got three wicked dogs, I've got two wicked kids, and my wife, like I said, I've been with this 21 years. I think that when I look at my life at the minute, it almost feels like a dream. There's been times when it's been really tough, really, really, really tough. Like we, we've had no money. We haven't got a lot of money now, but we have, we've had no money, we've, we've been struggling. And you, when, when you're not enjoying your job, when, when, you, when you're in a job and there's no upswing anymore. So you know, like, no matter what, you're always going to put your effort in. I'm a worker, and I'll always put in 100%. But if you're putting in 100% and the pendulum goes one way of all your effort and then just stops back at zero and you need to put 100% in again, that's not, that's not a fair swing. And that happened at my previous job where there was just no upswing anymore. So like it, used to, it just used to stop. Mm. And I suppose for me now, 
I'm the, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I've got the best job in the world. I hang around with the best dudes. Uh, the whole of the collective, there's Wad, Ollie, Dean, Dan, me, the Raptors, uh, Mystery and and, uh, and Slim, and Jimmy at the gym, Jimmy Warlord. They're just the best dudes. It's just like, and there's no pressure. But because there's no pressure, you try even harder. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I suppose yeah. work-wise, I just, I couldn't wish for a better job. And I'm, I'm the happiest because I get to design cool stuff and, and, and make nice things. But then that helps me then have a wicked life with the kids and like we can go on nice holidays and spend time together and play. I just yeah. like playing, man. I've got a lot of scale electric <laughs> and Lego and Nerf guns. I'm, I'm old as fuck, but I've just, I've just bought a new game for my birthday. Um, I suppose about it on the podcast, but it's called Chronicle. Uh, I will find it because I'm like a fucking idiot if I don't get it right. <laughs> it's called... No, it's not. I can't even remember what it's called. But I've bought it anyway. And it's uh, it's a flicky in this game, which is stupid, but I get to spend time with the kids and play it. So nice. it's good, man. Yeah, that's so important. That's so important. I love it. Um, okay, how would you want to be remembered is the last question. Um, as a good dad. Like the rest of it, don't matter. Nice. Yeah, the rest of it. The rest of it's a wicked story. I love it. I love my job. I love what I do. But ultimately, I, I just do it for, for my family. So like, if I, if I had to stay up till 7 o'clock in the morning every morning because we need to go get food or whatever, I'd do that. Um, so like the, the design legacy, if you can call it that, I mean, I've been part of a company that's made a fucking shitload of money, a ridiculous, obnoxious amount of money. I didn't get a lot of that obnoxious amount of money. And, and I didn't ask for it, but it didn't change me. Just like walking down the street and seeing someone wearing my top, it's cool as shit, don't get me wrong, I like seeing that, that's, that's really nice, but the fact that I'm doing it now and I'm doing it in a world where I, like the, the world that I breathe, so MMA, fighting, um, UFC, all those fans are into the same shit I'm into, so when we get together and we meet up, that's such a cool feeling. Um, and I like all that, but Ultimately, it's it's that my kids are cool, that they're happy, they're having a wicked time, and and I've got time with them because that's the main thing. I'm, I'm fortunate to have an amazing dad. I love I love my dad to bits. He was he's not very well last year, and like his job or his his um, trade, if you like, has slightly suffered from it because he's not been very well, and that sort of made me think now, like, what the fuck does that matter? He's still my dad, and he's still the best dad in the world. So it doesn't matter if he's made a spiral staircase and carved it himself and done all this other stuff because that's all forgotten now because he's not very well. So he's still a cool dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I suppose, yeah, the design stuff's wicked. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And I'm very fortunate to do what I do, but I suppose for me, it's all about family. Yeah. That's lovely. That's really lovely. Cool. Um, where can people find you and check you out? Check, uh, check the full reptile. Uh, um, well. Oh shit. Well, there's, um, so there's full reptile radio which is a podcast we do, which is on the Full Reptile YouTube channel. Um, there is a website called Full Reptile Radio, which I've just updated. So there's got the Spotify, iTunes, and the links, and you can see the raptors and stuff on there. Then there's the website, which is Full Reptile, which is obviously there's training stuff, there's lifestyle stuff, there's coffee, stickers, bags, badges, hats, all sorts of cool shit. Um, I've just done a new Instagram because... 
like I was saying about the kids that I was just talking about, it's kind of crazy because my wife's just said, look, you need to lock your Instagram down because you've got a shitload of people following you. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, like your kids are all over these pictures. So I've made a new one so that I don't have to worry smart. about it. Cause, well, she thinks about grown-up stuff like that. And I don't. Um, <laughs> just, no, it's smart, yeah. So that the new one is uh, Bonafide, which is B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E underscore F-R-C, which stands for Four Reptile Collective, underscore Owen. So I don't know if you can see that, dude. Either. I'll put it in the description, but yeah, definitely. That, that'll be easier, won't it, than me yeah. trying to put it to my perfect cam. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's pretty much where I'm where I am, man. Um, like I say, very very fortunate to be working with uh, with Dan and the rest of the team. He uh, he humours me at least once a week to do a podcast. Um, yeah, top guys, man. Like like I say, they're like family. They are they are the nicest people in the world. So as an as an extension to my own family, I, I'm very very privileged. It's lovely to hear. And uh, I'd like to end the podcast with a little saying, and you've probably watched the film, but it's called Cool Runnings and uh, Peace Be the Journey, as they say in the film. I thought you were going to say, Feel the rhythm, feel the ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Sanka, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've got, I've got Cool Runnings quotes for days, but yeah, Peace Be the Journey. Well, thank you very much for your time, my dude. No worries. It's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah, look after yourself, man. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. Owen's a great guy, uh, really open and honest. And uh, I, I just I just love chatting with him. Um, it was a really, really cool conversation. And uh, yeah, ever since uh, ever since then, we've been uh, going back and forth on Instagram and chatting a little bit. I bought many of his products as well. Would recommend the bottle. This is the best water bottle I've ever had. Um, so I'll leave links down to the full Reptile Collective and stuff down in the description. Um, but yeah, just... Yeah, I'm so pleased, so pleased I contacted him and got chat, chatting with him and um, hearing his stories and, and hearing uh, that everything's going to be all right. And, uh, you know, I've got a long design career ahead of me. And, uh, yeah, just just enjoyed the conversation. So I hope you did as well. Um, please do uh, check out the links down in the description. If you want to check out Owen's stuff and you want to check out uh, the Creative Waffle stuff and you want to help out the podcast, all down in the description, as you know. Um, new Creative Waffle website as well is up, so go and check that out. Uh, exciting stuff happening over there, creativewaffle.com. And there you go. That is into the podcast. Thank you very much. And I'll see you next time for another episode of the podcast. Oh.